0: Don't use this as an excuse to be lazy. You know, God's just gonna kind of do everything. No, no, no. When you abide, you're gonna find yourself very busy. If you want a prosperous life, abide in Christ
1: and let him work through you and in you. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, and the president of Dayspring Bible College in Mundelein, Illinois.
0: Hi, this is Jim Scudder. Welcome back to In Grace. If you're new, welcome to In Grace. And we are a Bible teaching ministry. We just uh, are old fashioned here at In Grace. We believe the Bible is the Word of God. We believe it has the answer for eternal life, but it also has the answer to life uh, how to be a good dad and a, a good husband. Uh, if you're a woman, to be a, a good wife, a good mother, uh, how to respect your parents for children, how to obey your parents. All of these relational issues are answered in the Bible. So the Bible gives you so much, and we believe it is God's Word. We believe it is an errant. and so we are just old-fashioned in the sense that we open it, we read it, we believe it. And so I know that many of you are like that as well. And so today in our series, The Story of Jesus, it's a chronological look at the life of Christ. We come to the last few hours of his life because he is shortly after this point which he's already been in the upper room they're going to transition down to the garden of gethsemane and he's kind of giving the last words of advice to his disciples these are really the last words of jesus before the crucifixion and Yesterday, we were talking in John 15 about abiding in him and and allowing him to make us fruitful. And so we're going to continue that today and talk more about his advice on true prosperity. And it's not the prosperity preaching that you're hearing on TV, uh, but your uh, real prosperity is being fruitful and allowing the Lord to work through you and in you. Um, but also to realize that doesn't mean that we can be lazy. That actually means that we're going to be very active. And so I hope that uh, this is a blessing to you as we hear from uh, Jesus in John 15 today. Right before we get into that, you've been hearing me tell you that uh, In Grace has some really fun and exciting travel opportunities. One of the places that we believe every Christian needs to go to is Israel. Why Israel? Because Israel... Is uh, the the nation today is a modern miracle? I mean, it shouldn't exist, but God said it would. God said that they would be scattered, and God would bring them back for a time, and the time is for uh, the the tribulation period that hasn't started yet. But we have this window of opportunity to go visit this place that is so prominent in the future of God's economy, in the present of God's economy, and in the past, because it is Israel that he was speaking and working. And it, it, you know all the, the authors of scripture were Jewish. Most of them were writing there in Israel. All the miracles of Jesus, all his life pretty much was right there. And so when you go there, it is so amazing. I mean, it's let's just take all of the You know, biblical history and all of the spiritual stuff out of it. It's a really neat place to visit. It's fun. It's it's exciting. It's amazing. But now you add into that the spiritual component, and it is life changing. So if you'd like to go to Israel, I'd love to show you this beautiful land. We have about 120 going this month. At the end of this month, we're taking a tour. I think that's full. So look at our website for the 2024 February 2024 tour Uh, to get on that. You can put a deposit down and be in included on these incredible adventures. And then this summer, this July, we're going to do another creation cruise. So what is that? Well, we get on the Holland America beautiful ship We get on in Whittier, Alaska, which is up near Anchorage, and we take the cruise all the way down through very calm water, through all these beautiful little towns, and we get to see gorgeous, gorgeous scenery, animals, eagles, bear, whales. I mean, I've seen all of these on these uh, cruises, and then we'll go all the way down to Vancouver, Canada. There's no vaccine requirement anymore, so this is the time. We have a great creation speaker, Bruce Malone, his wife, Robin, uh, Majesty Music, Shelley Hamilton, and her family will be with us It's going to be a -a one-of-a-kind, epic, epic uh, cruise. So if you'd like to go on that, go to our website, ingraceradio.com, ingraceradio.com, and click on Travel. And we'd love to see you either in Israel or Alaska. I'm reminded of a story of two steamboats that were going down the Mississippi River. They had just left Memphis. They weren't necessarily traveling together, but they both launched at the same time, heading to New Orleans. They had cargo on the ship. Well, you know how it goes, right? Especially with men. One boat's going a little faster than the other boat. The other boat puts a little more steam on the fire, and they get going. And now they start to call back and forth, and they start to kind of mock the other ship's snail pace. And and now we have a race. And now they're like pouring it on, and everyone's working hard to see which boat can get down the Mississippi River all the way to New Orleans the fastest. But there was a problem. They had enough coal to make it to New Orleans, but not in a race, and they were burning through their coal, and it looked like, as one boat starts to drop behind, that they were in trouble. So one sailor has the bright idea to take some of their cargo and throw it into the boiler, and so he does, and it actually burns great, and all of a sudden, they begin to gain, and now they pass the other boat, and they actually arrive first. They won. They got to New Orleans first but they had burnt up all of their cargo. Now, I don't think that's a true story. At least I hope it's not. But it does illustrate something. You will arrive. As a matter of fact, that Mississippi River will probably bring you there without any power eventually. But what will you have when you get there? Have you burned up all of those opportunities that you could have used for Christ? So that's what we're talking about. So we have the branch in three different ways to look at it. We have the branch that is disposable. It's dead. It's not of any value. For sure, we're going to cut that branch off. And I believe that's the Christian that just isn't living for God at all. Then we have the branch that is prunable. It's the branch that is being trimmed. Now, this is a really tough thing because none of us want to be pruned. We don't want that. We don't understand that. We think everything's great. God, why would you take that away from me? This isn't bad. This isn't wrong. This is a blessing in my life. Why would you do this to me? See, we don't understand the mind of the master gardener. He knows exactly what he needs to do. He knows that this needs to come off and this needs to come off so this branch can really flourish and that there can be so much more fruit. But we in our density don't get that. Here's what my challenge to you is, be open to be pruned. This is when God is saying, listen, there are things in your life that I need to remove so that you can flourish, but you won't understand that, maybe even until eternity. Just say, Lord, I trust you. I know you know what you're doing. I know you created all this, and so I'm going to just accept what you want to do in my life be prunable. And I think if you are, then you're going to be that third branch that we see and that's that branch that is full of fruit. Amen? Don't you want that in your life? A branch that is fruitful and harvested. The fruit from the Christian life is the fruit of the Spirit. It's it's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's patience, kindness, it's goodness, it's faithfulness, it's gentleness, it's self-control. There are so many things that can come from our lives that will be a blessing to other people and a blessing to God. Now, some Bible teachers say that fruit is a measure of salvation, and they actually are very proud that they're fruit checkers. I disagree with that. Here's why. I don't believe fruit is a measure of salvation, but I do believe that fruit is a measure of how well a Christian abides, okay? So don't be confused by that. Fruit is a measure of how well a Christian is doing at abiding. Let's continue in John 15, verse 7. Jesus, as they continue to walk and talk, Jesus says, If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that ye bear much fruit. There it is again. So shall ye be my disciples. The word abide, this is a very technical, complicated word, and I'm going to try to help you understand this. Is everyone ready? Abide means stay. Stay. Now, any of you have pets? You ever try to teach a cat to stay? That's why dogs are better, folks. Let's just say it right out. Okay? Make sure your dog's bigger than you know, a couple ounces. I don't consider that a dog. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, I got like a little hate mail when I said that those really little dogs that fit your purse are rats. I should not have said that. I don't mean that. I'm just joking around. Everyone relax, okay? Man, it's like, you know, the Pope can say all this heresy and stuff, but if he says like people should have children instead of pets, then he gets slammed, right? I think that's hilarious. Just relax, Okay, but if you're trying to take your dog and train that dog, you want the dog to stay, right? It's a very basic, important technique that you get your dog to obey by staying. Our last dog was Libby. And Libby, uh, we don't know if she went to heaven or hell, but uh, certainly didn't live a good life. It would only be by God's grace. No, I don't believe dogs have souls. Now, don't write me, but anyways. I would love to do this with our dog. We had two boxers, so Libby was our second. And uh, I would take a dog biscuit, and I would get her to sit and stay, and I would put it on her nose, and it would balance there. Oh, man, she'd be shaking. It just drools coming down, and she would do it. It was so wild to watch this. And uh, eventually, I would say, okay, and then she'd, like, move her nose sideways, and the biscuit would start flying, and she'd grab it out of the air and eat it. But that's really what abide means. It means stay, Okay? Stay where? In the context, abide here emphasizes the absolute necessity of the vine and the branches to stay connected to the vine in fellowship. Abide in me and I in you. So the principle here is Jesus is saying, listen, you're the branch, you're the conduit. Don't get too proud of yourself. You're the branch. The nutrients are flowing from the vine, from me to you, through you and producing fruit. If you abide, if you stay in fellowship, if you stay close to that vine, you will produce much fruit. But that's our problem. We don't abide. We don't stay. And I would do this in chapel. I might do it again. And I would sit the dog down and say, stay. And then if the dog got up while I was preaching, and it's like a 45-minute chapel message, then all the students got ice cream Sundays. And every time I lost, I don't know why I did it, and they were so delighted when the dog finally would move, but the longer you stay in fellowship and close to the Lord Jesus Christ, the more fruit that you're going to see in your life. It's really beautiful. It's
1: really simple. You're listening to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr., Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out Ingrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. From the iconic delicate arch in utah to the lesser-known arches in arizona colorado and kentucky this series showcases the stunning diversity of these natural wonders but it's not just about the scenery amazing arches also features phd astronomer dr danny faulkner and phd geologist andrew snelling who provide fascinating insights into the geology and history of these iconic landmarks Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE or visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047.
0: Now, let me also say something about the syntax of the word abide. The word is meno in the Greek, and it's in the aorist tense, it's in the active voice, and it's in the imperative mood. Now, I don't usually get into grammar because I'm not very good at grammar. I'm awful at grammar. But the active voice in the word abide indicates that it's a choice to abide in Christ, and and that's a choice that we have to make moment by moment. Okay, That's the active voice. It's a day-by-day, moment-by-moment decision to walk one step at a time with our Savior Jesus Christ, to abide in him. And then it's in the imperative mood which stresses the command. It's a command of Jesus that you abide, that you stay. And it's an absolute necessity if you're going to bear fruit. And then the aorist tense of abide indicates that abiding in Christ is to be a constant priority for the believer. Now here's an example of someone that is abiding. We read about two women in the Bible that were good friends of Jesus, Mary and Martha. And we know in Luke, we've already studied this, that Jesus was going to their house, and he was there, and one was working and serving and busy, and the other one was sitting, abiding. Okay, So, in the sense that doesn't mean that we shouldn't be working, but if we're gonna work for Christ, we must sit at his feet. We must abide. That's the key, that's the most important thing. Now, Martha was serving, which is great, but Mary was sitting. Martha was worrying, Mary was worshiping. Martha was hurrying, Mary was hearing. Martha was busy with the work, Mary was attentive to the word. Martha was troubled about many things, Mary was concerned about one thing. Martha was trying to undertake, Mary was trying to understand. Martha was overoccupied, Mary was occupied with Christ. Martha was laboring, Mary was learning, Mary was loving. Martha was energetic, Mary was enjoying. The Lord. Martha was busy and bothered, and Mary was blessed. Do you see the contrast? We have to first sit before we serve. Now, don't use this as an excuse to be lazy. You know, God's just going to kind of do everything. No, no, no. When you abide, you're going to find yourself very busy. Okay? You ever seen the cartoon of Snoopy laying on his doghouse? Uh, The caption was lazy is a very strong word. He says, I prefer to call it selective participation. (laughs) Don't be like that. If you want a prosperous life, abide in Christ and let him work through you and in you. But always remember, the branch is not what's producing the fruit. The branch bears the fruit. The branch is the conduit of life which flows through the vine, through the branch, to that fruit. Let's continue in John 15, 9. As the Father hath loved me, so I loved you. Continue ye in my love. This is a huge theme in this passage. It's love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. There's that word again, abide, stay. Even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. Jesus is the example. He had that constant fellowship with the Father. The only time that was broken was at the moment as Jesus was about to die, and he became sin, and the earth shook, and the sky grew dark, and we know that Jesus said, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? But other than that, through all eternity, they always had that perfect communion, the fellowship, and that's the fellowship we are to have with our Savior. It says in verse 11, these things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, that your joy might be full. Man, I love serving the Lord. My joy is full. This is my commandment, verse 12, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. What a beautiful passage. What a true statement. And that's exactly what Jesus was about to go do. For you, ye are my friends. If ye do whatsoever I command you, henceforth I call you not servants. For the servant knoweth not what His Lord doeth, but I have called you friends. For all things that I have heard of my Father, I have made known unto you. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you. Now let's stop for a second. Some people say, well, see, that means that God has pre-selected certain people to be saved. that's not what it says. Remember, first of all, that God has called all people to be saved. The Holy Spirit is calling all people. Jesus said, if I be lifted up, I call all men unto myself. So the gospel is for everybody, and you have to respond in faith, okay? The offer is for you, but you have to believe, you have to receive it. But we also know that Jesus does choose certain people for certain things. He chose Israel to serve him in certain ways. Prophets, certain people, David, he wanted to go fight Goliath, right? So God calls certain people for certain things. Jesus called these men that were walking with him for a purpose. God has a plan for you. God is calling you to do something for him. So that's what this means. And then it says that ye should go and bring forth fruit, that your fruit should remain, and whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Do you just see the waves of compassion and love and teaching and encouragement in these last few moments of Jesus' life? He's just getting it all in there, and it's getting better and better. When you get to chapter 17, it's awesome. These things, verse 17, have I commanded you that ye love one another. If the world hate you, ye know that it hated me before it hated you. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own, but because you are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. I shouldn't have done this, but I was at the grocery store and I bought a, a package of chicken legs, so I asked the checkout girl, I said, do you know if these are front legs or back legs? She's like, you know, I don't know, but I can go check. And so she runs away before I could do anything. She comes back, she goes, I hate you. Front legs or back legs? Verse 20, remember the word that I have said unto you, the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they have kept my saying, they will keep yours also. But all these things will they do unto you for my name's sake, because they know not him that sent me. If I had not come and spoken unto them, they had not had sin. But now they have no cloak for their sin. Who's he talking about? The people that are about to arrest him. And they are in deep sin because they knew who he was and they rejected him. Verse 23 He that hateth me hateth my Father also. Again, clear claim of divinity. If I had not done among them the works which none other man did, they had not had sin. But now they have both seen and hated both me and my Father. But this cometh to pass that the word might be fulfilled that is written in their law, and this is in Psalms. They hated me without a cause. Isn't that awful? Why do some people reject Jesus? It makes no sense to me. And I hope you never do that. But when the comforter is come, remember he had promised this, the Holy Spirit, whom I will send you unto you from the Father, even the Spirit of truth, which proceedeth from the Father, he shall testify of me, and ye shall also bear witness, because ye have been with me from the beginning. My friend, Jesus gives some great advice on prosperity, and it's not financial. Prosperity is fruit. I hope that you bear fruit. I hope that you bear more fruit. I hope that you bear much fruit, but it all depends on you. How close will you abide to the vine? How close can you stay in fellowship with your Savior? That's what he desires. He's there. He wants you to stay with him, and then he's gonna do great and mighty things through you and you're going to bring him great glory, and he's going to bring you great honor at the judgment seat of Christ. Have you received Jesus by faith? Don't reject him. He died for you on a cross. He poured out his blood. He rose again. And if you believe in him, which means to trust in him, you will not perish, but have everlasting life. Receive him by faith today. If you've never receive Jesus by faith, you say, well, I don't remember doing that. Well, then do it. Do it today. Say, Lord, I'm a sinner and I can't save myself. But right now, I believe that Jesus died for my sins and rose again. I believe he is God. And I believe that he paid for my sins. And it's that simple. It's you trusting in him completely. And once you have done that, you've made that decision of faith. The Bible is very clear. You pass from death to life. You're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Now you say, well, then what's the point of good works? Well, it's the right thing to do. It brings God glory. It's because we love him, we serve him as a thank you for what he's done for us. And so I hope that that's something you understand and you've done today. If you have questions about that, contact us. We'd love to talk to you some more about it. We also would love to send you Amazing Arches, a brand new four-part video series, either by DVD or digital download. And when you support In Grace, more people will hear the gospel of grace and you'll get this powerful four-part creation-themed video with Dr. Danny Faulkner, who's an astronomer, but he's really crazy about arches. And so you'll want to do that and get this. We check out the arches of the United States, and they're really neat. And then if your gift is $25 or more, we're going to send you another four-part video series called Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God.
1: Are you looking for an adventure that will take your breath away? Then check out InGrace's new series, Amazing Arches, that explores the natural beauty of God's creation. Get your copy of Amazing Arches for a gift of any amount. And when your gift is $25 or more, we'll include the popular video series, Our Awesome Universe, Big Bang or Big God. Call now at 800-78-GRACE. Visit our website at ingraceradio.com or write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio.